welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davey and this is my co-host. Hello everyone, it's Christelle here. Hello Christelle and congratulations. Howdy. Oh my god, thank you. I have pulled you though Christelle, congratulations on the birth of baby boy number five. Absolutely. Thank you very much. News. But I have pulled you out of maternity leave, you could see me. You're talking like, well, on Love Island, I've called you for a chat. <laughs> I've got a text. Yeah, <laughs> You're so. my type on paper. <laughs> <laughs> You're always my type, girl. So I have mm-hmm. brought you then out of the depths of maternity leave. Yes, ma'am. just had a bambino. And yes. here you are. But why? Why have I forced you? Why am I here? Why are you doing this to me? Better be something good. Well... I got an email last week, which I was very excited about on our Let's mm-hmm. Talk Autism account that sometimes we don't ever bother checking because we forget. And yes. I'm really glad I did check that day because we had now from none other than TV personality and autism advocate, Christine McGuinness. Ooh, do tell. Tell me more. So Christine is going to be joining us today on the podcast <laughs> to talk to us about autism and girls. So oh yes, yes. So we are. I don't know if you have you seen the recent documentary with Christine. I have. I haven't finished it though. You finished, it, haven't you? Yeah. Oh my goodness, Christelle. What what a journey! Like I was really emotional at the end of, of watching her documentary. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, because mm-hmm. it's so true. Like all that she was saying, and I think especially from from my point of view of going back into teaching as well. And yes, she, uh, she do, yeah. <laughs> after a 10-year break and going back as a parent of autistic children it's really interesting to go back and actually see the inclusivity sort of like and the the barriers and the process of having children diagnosed when you know a child is autistic and especially girls and trying to put that through the system of Mm. receiving this diagnosis and this is Mm. a lot of what Christine touched on talking about I know that we have had quite a few guests on our uh, podcast throughout the years Mm. that it is this element of this misdiagnosis as well and I know we I know I remember being really really emotional after we spoke to Emily with autism do you remember that I remember that yeah yeah and she told us that she'd had this whole life of being misdiagnosed Mm. autistic and then the relief she felt when she got yeah. her autism diagnosis. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I'm intrigued. I am so intrigued. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm, have... yes, excited. Uh, let's stop talking, me. Just listen to Christine. Everyone's <laughs> like, we don't want to hear you, Christelle. <laughs> we don't want to hear you today. I do love hearing your voice. But today, let's, let's go over and speak to Christine. Let's go. Okay, and welcoming on, we are super excited, onto the Let's Talk Autism podcast this week. It is Autism Awareness Week, and we are so happy, Chris, aren't we? We are ecstatic. (laughs) A little bit excited. (laughs) We haven't told anyone about it. We're that excited. But we have got the amazing Christine McGuinness. Hello, Christine. Oh, stop it. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just wake me up every day with that? (laughs) Oh, Christine, thank you so much for coming on the Let's Talk Autism podcast. We are beyond, we are so, so happy to have you. Oh, no, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm grateful to have, have people that I can talk to that understand. I know a little bit about you two. I know you've both got a 
an autistic child each amongst many other children between yeah yes <laughs> I think it's amazing that you're doing this it's really good to to give each other a space to talk but for others as well it's brilliant yeah, thank you. And and obviously at the moment, Christine, you have just finished doing a documentary with BBC, Unmasking My Autism, which was like a real journey of self-discovery. Such a journey to watch you through that. It made me really emotional, actually, especially because it was so focused as well on autism and girls. Um, yeah. You know, and, and as a primary school teacher myself, Christine loves it when I drop that one in. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it is something, isn't it? It's something that really there needs to be more awareness about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's missed an awful lot in girls or they're, they're misdiagnosed. Um, autistic girls are three times less likely to receive a diagnosis than boys. And I, I know most of the reasons why, but I wanted to help other people understand too and really get that on, on a, a big platform. And I do think the documentary has, has made quite an impact. I've had lots of professionals doctors nurses pediatricians um messaging me saying thank you so much because you've taught us something um they know that the the signs and symptoms and the traits of autism in in girls might not be as obvious as they are in boys and that doesn't mean that boys don't don't mask too of course they do but there's just a huge difference in the stats between how boys and girls display their their signs of of being autistic um as you know, if you understand autism and you know you know how it displays itself in in girls and women, you know we we hide it, we don't show it so well. We we try and copy and fit in with others, um, sometimes intentional and sometimes not. And um, yeah, unfortunately, that does lead on to really late diagnoses for women, um, or being misdiagnosed and just misunderstood for you know for most of the lives, which is something that it shouldn't happen. Yes, yeah, so. As an autistic woman, obviously you was autistic girl as well. One of the things that you said helped you with your autism was familiar clothing. Yeah, yeah, it's something that I've I've always been very particular with my clothes and never understood why, and just always felt like quite a nuisance. From everything, from actually choosing clothes in shops, I'd struggle in shops with them being busy. Then having to make a decision and choose clothes that that was just another hurdle. Um, but once I found things that I was comfortable in, then I, I almost didn't want to change it, um, which is why I'm, I'm joining up with with Fanish, who have partnered with Ambitious About Autism, um, because they're, they're passionate to make clothes last longer and stay newer for longer. And that's really important for someone who, like myself, has got sensory issues, may be really attached to an item of clothing. Um, and it seems quite common for autistic girls and non-binary to to have this kind of association with clothes where you know we will keep going back to the same outfit um it, it could be it could be a really strong memory it could be a, a really personal reason like that or it could be like for myself it's sensory I don't like things with seams on um I don't like anything with kind of you know sequins or anything that's going to be itchy or too stiff and um, my children are exactly the same and because I understand it I'm okay with it but even me myself I will still wear things that I'm, I'm not entirely comfortable with if it, if it means that I fit in and look like other people it's in my own house at home where I tend to go to me the go-to grey hoodie that is just my comfort blanket and I'll wear that if I'm going on a train or you know anywhere where I feel like I need that little bit of of extra comfort that security and it makes a huge difference it can it can change a person's day and how they feel in the clothes 
Yeah, um, I know my son, you see the battle too, because his favourite pyjamas have got a hole in them. And I was just like, you can't wear them anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm sending him around to my mum's house in these holy pyjamas. And he just would not give them up. And he was stashing them so that I wouldn't get rid of them. And it broke yeah. my heart. Um, and, you know, with that, with the sensory issues that you touched upon there, can you explain that a little bit more to us? Like, what does this mean? Because some people might be wondering, what, what does that mean, sensory issues? And I know yeah. you've spoke about, um, you know, hearing as well, that you've got really like heightened sense of hearing. Yeah. And that's quite common. Like, if my, see, see what could happen at the weekend is the worst thing that could ruin my weekend is my next door neighbour mowing their front garden. That will ruin my weekend for <laughs> yeah. me because my son will not appreciate that at all. Yeah, now, you know, like like for anyone, we all have little things that annoy us. Like, you know, like you said, any, anyone who wants to chill out in the garden and hearing the neighbours doing the mowing or building a shed or whatever they might be doing, that that is annoying for most people. But for an autistic person, if you have got hypersensitive hearing um if i'm sat in a room trying to have a meeting and i can hear a clock ticking or i can hear air conditioning or someone talking in you know three offices down from where i am that will distract my whole focus it's um i'm gonna keep listening and thinking over that and trying to i'll be thinking it's the rhythm to the sound what i can hear and um yeah it's it, it can be it, it's quite a lot more so in, in my head where I can hear, but our senses are a lot more than than that. It's it's not just how our clothes feel or what we can hear. It can affect how I feel going into a restaurant, the smell of, of somewhere, um, you know, food in particular has, has massive sensory impact on autistic girls and, and women, more, than, more so than autistic boys, where, you know, everything I eat and my children is very much plain, beige, dry food. So, like... Toast, chips, bread, pasta would have to be very plain. Pizza is quite an adventure for us. Um, you know, and, and again, it's it's one of them things for autistic teenagers, especially girls, that it will be misunderstood as them being a fussy eater or maybe the body conscious and things like that. When, you know, if you really delve a little bit deeper, it, it could just be the autism. Yeah. And so you're you're kind of like a superhero, Christine. I don't know if you know, because no. <laughs> you, <laughs> yes, you are autistic yourself. You have autistic children. So you are kind of coming from loads of different angles in terms of understanding, because you can understand your children because you're in the same position yeah. as well. You are a mum and you're juggling loads of things together. Like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Because it just seems like you're an amazing woman and you're accomplishing so much and you're raising awareness and you're doing this campaign with Vanish how do you do it please can you um, give us your secret but with lots of caffeine no <laughs> 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 uh, I think I'm you know I'm I'm very very fortunate I'm, I'm very grounded all I ever wanted was to be a mom and and it wouldn't have mattered to me if, if I was, you know, just just a stay-at-home mom forever. That's what I wanted to do. And I'd done that until they started school and they just got the diagnosis and they were non-verbal. Um, and and the children were my inspiration to to go and talk about it. I never imagined that I'd be a spokesperson or a campaigner or an ambassador. It was simply, you know, just just a mom, just an average mom wanting people to understand her children. Um, and I'm I'm trying to make the most of it now on on a whole bigger scale and and help the whole next generation in, understand children like ours um, because I think that's really 
who we need to target, as well as our professionals and our doctors and nurses, and of course any any adults that can listen and learn along the way too. But for me, it was very much about inclusivity and acceptance for everyone, and and I really want children like mine to be included and and to and not be seen as different because you know I, I think we're trying to live in a in a really fully inclusive acceptance world and it's full of diversity but there are still things that stand out and are considered different and you know things like being autistic really really shouldn't be it really should be celebrated you know of course we have our challenges I do and my children do but there's there's so many positives as well and I think with that extra bit of support and understanding like we are limitless yeah, and with Autism Awareness Week being this week, I mean, so pivotal, I mean, you've touched on there what you want to achieve and what you want to be happening in classrooms and, you know, across across our country, across the world. But what do you think maybe, like, should be the main message? What will you be this, this Autism Awareness Week and Autism Awareness Day? What is it that you really would like to channel the most? Um, for people to take time whenever they can to, to learn and educate themselves and, and talk, keep talking, you know, we're... We're very, very fortunate to have a voice and it's something that I think, you know, most people take for granted and I certainly did. I was very reclusive before I had my children. I, I barely went out. Not, I'm not a social butterfly at all, naturally. Um, and it was it was my children being non-verbal that really made me found a voice and, and speak for them. Um, you know, so I think any any opportunity, if you've got autistic children, if, if you're a carer of autistic people, um you know, take the opportunity to to talk and help others because we're going to be stuck in this world forever where people think that autism is is like Rain Man and and that's that's the only image people have and and that's just not gonna it's not gonna help. That's not giving support. It's not being inclusive. You know, and ultimately we are all completely different. Every single human on earth is is unique, and that's that's great. That's amazing. Um, but certainly for for autistic people, especially women and girls they can often have a lot of self-doubt and and not be the most confident and that's why we we pretend to be like others and we do copy but that's absolutely exhausting so I think just encouraging each and everyone to be themselves live authentically and unapologetically you know we'd be in a really a really wonderful world oh well thanks Christine um you're an inspiration and we've loved oh. having you on the podcast and we just want to say keep doing what you're doing we are in full support of you and we'd love to have you back one day we know you're a busy woman we know but if you have time for us one day we'd love to go into more topics there's so much to speak about but thank you for your time thank you so much I appreciate you both so much and, and well done for what you're doing honestly it's incredible I think any any platform it doesn't matter how big or how small the fact that you you've created this space for people to talk and listen is um is commendable so congratulations to you too as well thanks for having me no thank Thank you. you thanks so much Wow. Oh my goodness. Oh, isn't she lovely? (laughs) (laughs) I need to channel some Christine into my life. Yes. She is, like you say, she's like a superwoman, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, juggling lots of hats. Yeah. And raising awareness. And I think this um, campaign that she's doing with Vanish is really, really um, amazing because obviously, you know, when you talk about clothes and stuff, usually you come with it from a like 
fashion perspective isn't it um yeah. about it's so important just to talk about the sensory issues concerning you know autistic girls and in the autistic community because I know you know with my son he's always taking his clothes off yeah. like he's always taking his clothes off. I remember it used to like really really annoy me before I just didn't understand why he was doing it yeah you know but obviously it makes so much sense when you start looking at all the sensory um aspects of it you know how does it feel against his skin and etc you know so very important campaign and everyone should just go behind and support yeah because even you know with vanish as well it's even about the smell isn't it because i know if i change smell my yeah product, mm. uh, you know my son would that would that would set him off you know that yeah. would be an issue even me i yeah. don't particularly like it if there's difference in smells and textures and things like that and i know that the smell is such clothes. a big thing it's such a big thing because even with my son he everything even if it's clothes or food he really picks up on scents so you know he goes right up and it's you know like that sounds horrible didn't it sorry yeah that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he probably goes up to things and just gives it a good good sniff yeah you know yeah so and, and yeah exactly and it's like as well what I was thinking do you know what <laughs> what like sometimes you have family members or friends or something and they buy your child something or there's an event and your child has to wear a certain thing and that's always something I find tricky because uh, it's like, oh, oh, did they not like the top? I never seen them in the top that yeah. you, you bought for them. And it's a bit like, um, well, it's not that they don't like it. It's just that, yeah, we. <laughs> he doesn't like, you know, he doesn't like wearing it. Like it looks nice, yeah. But say like my son would then try it on, and then say like it's got like a label or it's got something inside it, and he just will not wear it. Then. Like that's it, end of. Yeah. But does your son like um, participate in World Book Week and stuff? Because no. <laughs> no. sometimes, sometimes, but yeah, because yeah. obviously the different costumes and I, I just wondered like how does he cope with? And it's that scratchy such thing, a day. isn't it? And the noise mm. of those costumes sometimes are just so like. <laughs> no, I know that that uh, that used to really really bother my son. And there's certain things he still won't wear. But yeah, I'm I'm all for this campaign and, you know, head over to Vanish and have a little look there, what's going on and with Christine and what she's doing to help with that campaign. So it's just so, so, so much information over there. And yeah, how fantastic Autism Awareness Week, Christine McGuinness on Let's Talk Autism podcast. Yes, you heard it here first. Talk back to bed. I'm at work. I've come <laughs> out. This is my lunch break. There's children playground playing happily in the spring sunshine. What a beautiful, beautiful start to the week. What a beautiful day. We had to make it happen, didn't we? <laughs> we did. Thanks so much, Christelle. And we will catch you all soon. We have got ADHD coming up next with Matt Relakaboom. And Ooh. he is going to be coming on and talking to us about dopamine. So um, lots and lots of exciting things. So don't think, Christelle, that you are, you know, you, you're right. You're in maternity leave, but... But yeah. not really, yeah. No, nah, okay, it's I get it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, so, thanks anyway, for that. Wishing you all thanks for your concern. <laughs> <laughs> wishing you all a fantastic week.